Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. Uh, with all the things that were done to Jesus in his life on earth, when was he ever rude? Never. Spit on, lied on, talked about, misunderstood, talked about his mama, blah, blah, blah. Never was rude. Never. Never rude. And so love isn't rude. So if you find that you give yourself a pass to be rude at times with certain people or in certain scenarios, know that love is not rude. You're not walking in love. If you're rude to your spouse, because you take that for granted that you can be rude, know that you're not walking in love. You're not being like Christ. Take a moment to think over the life of Jesus. Many people mocked, ridiculed, insulted, and even hated Jesus for all of the things that he said and did in the New Testament. But how did Jesus respond to the hatred that was daily hurled at him? He responded with kindness and grace. Jesus, in his humility, could have responded in anger or in hurtful words. As a Christian, you can take a note from Jesus' book. When people try to say rude or hurtful things, you can respond in the way that Jesus would. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. Ain't got no ring on you. You ain't married yet. But he's, I love, oh, I love you so, oh, I love you so much. But, I, you know, I, I can't wait for, for the intimacy. I got to have some of that now. And if you don't give it to me, I mess around and be cheated on you. So I'm not going to marry you yet. We're not ready for that. That's, 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 that's heavy commitment there. But I love you. But I love you. I'm, can I break it down for you guys? Can I tell you what he really loves? He loves himself. He loves you as much as you can please him. That's it. That's the, your, you, you become devalued in those relationships where you give yourself away to a man. Because he's saying he loves you. He loves himself. He loves the pleasure you bring him. And he'll love the pleasure that 10 other people will bring him just the same. He doesn't love you. He loves him. So Bible, the Bible is helping us out, right? Someone say they love you. They'll wait. Let that be the test. Oh, you love me? Okay. I don't get down like that. If you, if you, by the way, y'all should only be considering Christian men anyway. Um, you're a Christian woman, so he should be on the same team. He should be on team, let's wait and get married. And I'll, I'll just say this too. When you do wait, marriage happens a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, I, it does. I met my wife. I was, I was saved and committed when I met my wife. You know, we were committed to do it God's way. And no, no, no sex was happening. And she was talking about finishing school, and I said, <laughs> "That'll never work, ma'am. <laughs> I need a date on the calendar like now. Um, we gonna make it, and we gonna do it Jesus' way, but it's not gonna be in five years. You got some, you got some months on that. And uh, and I'm not lying. That's exactly what we did. We set a date. We sat down with the pastor. We set a date. She set a date. I set a date. She set a date. It was it was like selling a car. You know, I got 35. No, nah, 25. No, nah, we 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 brought that date way down. I got it inside." a year. You got 10 months. Get your girl together. Plan your wedding. And we made it though. We made it though. Praise the Lord. So um, I was willing to wait, but I mean she had to be reasonable too, you know, so we, we worked it out. Praise the Lord. So moving on, moving on. Love suffers long. Y'all got that? Don't, don't let them fool you. Love suffers long. Real love. God kind of love. Alright, we're still in verse 4. Uh, it says also love is kind. One of the characteristics of love is, 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 is love is kind. If you're an unkind person, um, mean, spirited, um, short tempered, love is kind. That's just a, the way love will behave toward other people is kind. It's very simple. Um, I can't be telling you I love you and I'm unkind to you. Um, that's love is kind. Somebody, un, somebody unkind to you, they're not loving you. 
Um, you're unkind to someone, you're not loving them. And we need to check that because what I find is that people get comfortable with the people closest to them. So you might show up here and be so kind. God bless you. How you doing? Let me help you with that. I'll grab your stuff. And you get home with your kids, parents, and you ain't kind no more. They're looking at you like, well, what happened to that person at church? It was all kind and everything. Where did he go? Where did she go once we got back home? You know, love is kind. And we need to remember that, that that goes across the board. Maybe you're a boss. You got people under your authority. Love is kind. You could be a kind boss. No, if I'm your dad, they'll walk all over me. No, they won't. I could be kind with all my authority intact. I'm kind to my kids, but they understand that, you know, if I'm, I'm and they understand that, you know, cross, I speak politely. I ask them to do things. I'll say, hey, man, will you take care of that, please? I say, please, my own kids. You know, kind. If you defy, you getting a whooping. I'll be kind about that, too. You know, so if my authority is not in jeopardy while I'm being kind. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean, well, I say that nicely. They're going to walk. No, they won't. They're not over there. They'll understand when they're in authority how to be kind to somebody under them, too. And um, I, I get Jesus as a, the ultimate example. Who had more authority than him? And he was kind. He was so kind to everybody. So love is kind. Moving on now. Uh, next part of verse four. Love is so suffers long. Love is kind. Love does not envy, right? Love is not envious of, of other people, other, you know, hating on somebody because they got something. I don't know how come they got the promotion that I want. Love doesn't do that. Love's not envious. Love will rejoice with those that are rejoicing. Love will weep with those that are weeping. Love will, somebody around you get something. Maybe you wanted it, but they got it. Love won't envy. You'll be happy for them. Um, genuinely. Not that fake Christian. Oh, I so, I'm so happy for you. Ugh, you know, but in, in a legitimate, sincere way, love, love just doesn't envy. So if you find that in your heart, there's a, mm, that, that's not love. You need to take that to the altar. Say, Lord, take that away from me. I don't know how come she found a husband. I look better than her, you know, and, and that kind of stuff people do. And we be envious. That's not, that's not love. That's a, that's a, the heart issues. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Um, that's a prideful, you know, love is not vaunted. The old team game said vaunteth not. It's not parading itself around. Look at what I did, you know. Look at, look at what I took care of. Look at what I did. Love love doesn't do that. Um, some, some of you husbands, you know, loving, loving your wife and maybe you do some extra chores, you know, and um, you want your reward. Well, I took care of them dishes and the trash and, the, you know, yeah, so... So we should be a great night, shouldn't it be? You know, like, that's love. It's just parading itself around. Like, I did this, I did that, I went right to know it. That's not love. Love just, love is humble. Love not parading itself around. It's not, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't just show off like that. It's not, that's not love. It, it could also be in this way. Maybe you've been blessed in some area. Um, and you realize, sometimes God has blessed you and you realize there are people that are, they're, they're desiring what you have. They're struggling to have what you, but you got it. Love wouldn't pridefully just, just, just air that around. Yes, I'm so glad I got that man. Well, you, this will make such a difference when you finally get there. But, whoo, you know, love is not parade itself. It's not prideful. It's not, it's not, it doesn't do that. It wouldn't do that to somebody else and stumble people, you know. Uh, I see kids do stuff like that, you know. Um, and it, with kids, you understand, get selfish, you know. Uh, me and my sister were growing up, we, we would have this thing where, you know, my mom may, we may get food, you know, a treat, some fast food or somewhere. And I, I'm a kid, I'm a boy, so I'm in the, I, I'll eat mine all up. My sister would eat hers slow. So when I was done, she'd be like, I still, yours is all gone? Oh, still got some of mine. 
was, that's, that was the idea, you know? I'm guilty too, you know? I, I would, I would, I've done that where, you know, I wait till her popsicle was all gone and then it's like, now open mine. Yours is all gone? Mm. <laughs> this is so good on a summer day. You should have ate it slower. Take grown people, right? That's how, this is how sad this is. I can, that, we were kids doing that. You got grown folk doing that with jobs and cars and relationships, just pridefully, just, just trying to stumble somebody else and put it in their face. Love doesn't do that either. Love can be humble about the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. Um, love doesn't parade itself um, in a prideful way. The, the next thing, love is not puffed up. The idea of being puffed up is just full of yourself, right? You got somebody that's full of themselves. How do you know someone's full of themselves? Let them talk. And all they can talk about is themselves. They're puffed up. That's you. If your favorite conversation is you, if you take over every conversation to talk about you, if every conversation you're in, the, somehow, once you start going, it comes around to you, you're puffed up. You need to deflate that. Uh, I encourage people that have that issue um, to spend some more time getting to know Jesus and let that become part of your conversation. Um, share some things about him. Um, you know, let, let him be the one that's being lifted up. And, but love is, love is not puffed up. Love's not full of itself. And it's hard to be loving to someone else when you're full of you. And all this flowing out of you is you. God says that's not, love is not like that. Um, love's not puffed up. Again, each of these things I could see Jesus. Not puffed up, not parading himself. Um, all the things, even he did miracles in the air. He's a guy, don't say nothing. He wasn't, I mean, even though people were flogging to him, he's not puffed up, not parading himself. Um, there was a humility. Verse 5 now, love does not behave rudely. And so, um, someone walking in agape love, not going to be rude. Uh, with all the things that were done to Jesus in his life on earth, when was he ever rude? Never. Spit on, lied on, talked about, misunderstood, talked about his mama, blah, blah, blah. Never was rude. Never. Never rude. And so love isn't rude. So if you find that you give yourself a pass to be rude at times with certain people or in certain scenarios, know that love is not rude. You're not walking in love. If you're rude to your spouse, because you take that for granted, that you can be rude, know that you're not walking in love. You're not being like Christ. If you're rude to your kids, because you take that for granted. If you're rude to people at work, if you're rude to your neighbors, um, know that it's inconsistent with what God has called us to be, um, because love is not rude. doesn't behave that way. And so um, I just would challenge you, if you find, and I've asked everybody here, is anybody that I'm rude to? Because most people are only rude to certain people. Most people are not rude to everybody, even bad people. Um, now, every once in a while, you find somebody that's just that crazy. They rude to everybody. But most people, it's not, most people are not that bad. Most of you guys are not that bad. You're just rude to certain people. Maybe certain people on certain days at certain times. But I want you to check that and understand that, that it's not okay for me to be rude. Period. If, if I'm walking in agape love, which is the goal, that I walk in love. Um, some people walk in their rude as a, a defense mechanism. You know, I'm going to be rude to check somebody so they don't, you know, whatever. And uh, once again, um, I, I believe we have to find ways to do those things that, do, that don't cause us to act out of character. Uh, and I understand this. I, I have as a believer, even as a, as a pastor, I, I've done this. I behave rudely within the back of my mind. Like I'm not going to let them. You know, they're not going to do that to me, you know, or 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 just felt like in my flesh. This was the only way to handle this kind of person that I got to get on their level. Um, but I understand that that was a that was a fail. Well, when, when I have done that, that's a fail. 
That's leaning to my own understanding. Um, it's not letting God be have his way. God wouldn't have me to behave rudely. God wouldn't have me to jump down on somebody else's level when he's called me to live at a different level. So love does not behave rudely. Uh, moving on. Verse um, uh, verse five. The second thing. Uh, love does not seek its own. So love isn't looking out for itself primarily. And so once again, you see this in relationships. Um, you love someone. Love is not seeking its own. I think of a mother-child relationship. You know, so much of what a mother does for a child is is, is giving. It's giving to this other life. It's, it's really loving someone else and being more concerned. I'm not getting my sleep while they get their sleep. I'm hungry, but they eating again. You know, just it's, it's, a, it's a constant giving. Love is not just seek its own. It's not all about itself. So can I say I love someone when in my relationship with that someone, it's all about me? Can't be. Right? If I love someone, then... Then, then, then what I'm doing in the relationship, I'm looking also out for them. It's not just for myself, not just seeking my way or my own way. And so be careful of in your marriage uh, for you married people. Um, is it all about you? Do you just seek your way? You seek to have, you know, everything has to be the way you want it to be. It's all about you or if any other relationships, um, even when it comes to our kids, even when it comes to other people in the body. Or if I'm walking in love, it can't be all about me. It's got to be about Jesus and it's got to also be about other people. I got I to think outside of me. What's best for you, though? Uh, what would be the best thing for you in this situation? Not just I might want this, but this is best for you. I'm going to do what's best for you. That's what love would do. And as you look through Jesus, again, as our, our example, and what we needed was a savior. What it was going to cost him was the cross. And he understood that. He said, Father, if there's any other way. Let this cup pass. But if not, nevertheless, your will be done. If there's no other way for these guys to be forgiven other than I suffer the cross, then because I love them, right? Love, love is not just about me. If it was just about Jesus, if Jesus was going to live for him, he wouldn't have died on the cross and we would die in our sins. But it was about you and about me. And so that's what agape love looks like. That it's, it's not a love that's primarily or only looking out for itself. It's also looking out for, for others. And so does not seek its own. Um, it's not provoked. And that, that word really means it's not easily provoked. And so um, are you a short tempered person? Um, can you be easily drawn out into the flesh? Um, that, that's a part of what love is. And love is not easily provoked. And if you look at that word, it's not that love is just not provoked at all. It's not easily provoked. So some people have, you know, we, we call it a short temper or a short fuse or whatever, you know. And there are even Christians that accept that kind of, you know, that's just kind of how I am, you know, as though God... Is it, you know, I, I, I want to address this because some people will come to the Lord with their weaknesses and sins as though, you know, like like God know what he got when he got me. That's just what I am. That's how I am. You know, God know I'm an attitude. I'm a short fuse. I'm a whatever. You know, that's the kind of person I am. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of his bad kids. Y'all know that that's not OK. Y'all know, you, you know, God to take you. You could come to the Lord however you are. We know that. Amen. You come to Christ and whatever. Can, I mean, you could be as messed up as you want to be. Come on in. Come on. Come in. But do you get to stay that way? No, 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 no. There'll be some transformation. So um, if that's you, short fuse, quick temper, get mad easy, drawn into the flesh like that, know that part of the problem is you're not walking in love. Um, And that's how come that happens. You get someone walking in love and you can do the same things to them, but it's not not easily provoked. Just not because I'm going to walk in love. And and I'm giving space uh, as I'm walking in love. I'm being patient. I'm, I'm being kind. I may put up with some extra stuff, but I'm not being constantly drawn into the flesh with people over 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 this, that and the other. Love is not that's not equally easily provoked. Then it says thinks no evil. 
And um, what does that mean? Love thinks no evil. It's not thinking evil about other people. Uh, how many of you guys have ever assumed the evil thing about another person? You know, somebody didn't call you back and you're like, I bet they didn't call me back. And then you, you, you go ahead and create the evil reason why they didn't call you back. You know, I bet they didn't come to my event because this thing over here, um, that's thinking evil. Love doesn't do that. Right. It's creating. You got to create it. You just make it up. Do you know I've had people who year go by and then they finally come back to say, you know what? I've been really struggling with this and I, I want to, you know, coming to forgive me or coming to be made right with me. And I'm like, well, what happened? I wasn't even a part of what happened. And then when I listened to what had happened, I'm like, that's not why. That's not why. No, no. I just, you know, it'd be something else that had happened and they had created a whole reason. And I remember because I, I saw you and then that thing happened. And then I was figuring you were probably mad about that. And that's why you didn't. And then some of y'all are laughing because y'all do this. Don't do that no more. That's bad. That's bad for relationships. Um, it's terrible, right? And it's not love, right? Love doesn't do that. Love does not think evil. I'm not making up evil about other people. So if you find that you're one of those people, um, and I, I'll give you one instance. I had a guy confront, not confront me, but um, come up to me at my old church and come apologize to me. And I noticed, I had, I'd seen him walking out a couple times, and I speak to everybody, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? And I guess when I spoke to him, he didn't respond. I didn't realize that he hadn't responded. But he said, I just want to apologize, man, for ignoring you the last couple times you spoke to me. I said, okay, it's all good, bro. We'll forgive you, no problem. He said, yeah, I was really struggling with some things, you know, concerning you. I'm like, and your name is? I don't even know you. <laughs> How we got beef and I don't even know your name, you know? And I'm like, what's your name? And he tells me his name and I'm like, okay, well, did I do something? And this guy had a, a, a wife that had cheated on him before. Um, I guess the guy that she cheated on him with had similar features to me. And I'm like, well, I, I've never even seen your wife. I, I said, bro, I have one of my own. I like her, you know, we're good. So I said, if, I've never seen her. I'm not interested in her. You know, I'm like, you have nothing to worry about, bro. I, I'm, I'm good, you know? And uh, so I, I, I guess, forgive me or forgive me for what you thought, you know? He had dreamed up this whole evil thing about, I don't know, you know? But they, they, I'm like, this is kind of crazy, bro. You know, and um, I, I feel sorry for him that he lived with that kind of mental anguish and torment and, and whatever drama that, I couldn't imagine walking around everywhere I walk thinking somebody, somebody wants to, you know, like, that's crazy. That's, and if you live like that, that, hey, pastor's telling you today, that's crazy. Stop that mess. That's not okay. And, and it is all made up. So you're tripping out, losing sleep, probably acting out over something that just has only happened in your head. That's <laughs> they got pills for that. I'm not, I'm not encouraging you. To, I'm, I don't want you to get the pills. I just want you to repent of that behavior. Okay? So, love thinks no evil. Everybody say amen. amen. If, you've been, if you've been thinking evil, you're going to stop today. Amen? amen? All right. We'll move on. Stop thinking evil. Verse 6. Uh, love does not rejoice in iniquity. Right? So, iniquity is sin. Love is not rejoicing in sin. Um someone done you wrong and maybe, you know, they've been in sin and sin catches up with them and they get in trouble for it. Are you happy? Love won't rejoice in iniquity. Uh, won't rejoice in sin. Love won't rejoice in other people's sins. Um, I've had people, you know, that, and this is, this is, this one's kind of controversial, but I've had people that are in sinful relationships and, you know, 
it then and as a result of the sinful relationship, they got things going on in life that shouldn't be going on. And it's like, hey, man, I, I, you know, this is this is they're excited about some aspect of their sin. It's like, I can't rejoice in that with you. I, I, I ain't excited. You know, I might you know, I have people feelings hurt that I wasn't excited about them, you know, in their relationship with somebody they wasn't supposed to be in relation with you in a relationship with somebody that ain't saved. You know, the Lord, y'all fornicating and y'all sinning against God. You want me to be excited? I ain't excited about that mess. That's that's going to cost you guys. That's not a blessing. Well, I don't get excited about that. You bring me some people that are saying we're doing it God's way. We're trying to get married. I'm happy. Any people here I've done. I be I love marriage. I marry them young too. do it early. Do a quick hurry and fast and get on down the altar. Holy, you know, um, I'm excited about people making babies. Everybody here. You get married. People come say we're pregnant again. Yes. Another one for the Lord. You know, we celebrate that. Um, there are things that I'm like, I can't celebrate that with you. You know, I'm not love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Um, you know, you come up on some money that you got illegitimately, man, you know, you know, I, I've known of churches where guys is out hitting licks and then let the pastor, man, if I get that pastor, we get that, I'm, we going, I'm going to break the church off. Okay. Rejoicing in that. You keep that dirty money. Maybe you go, you can use it for your court fees. When you get there, you're going to need it. You know, <laughs> love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. You're not rejoicing in other people's sins. You're not rejoicing when people's sins catch up with them and they pay a penalty for it. Love just doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Um, uh, next, love rejoices in the truth. That's what it does rejoice in. Rejoices in the truth. Uh, rejoices in somebody walking in the truth. Somebody life being changed by the truth. Somebody get their life to the Lord. Somebody making adjustments in their life because they understand what God's will is for their life. And that's a rejoice. That those are the things that a believer, that agape love would actually rejoice in. I'm rejoicing in the fact that people are turning to God and doing it God's way. That's worthy of rejoicing. I can't rejoice in iniquity, but I will rejoice in the truth. And as people walk in it, that is to be celebrated. We should be, you know, we, you, when your friends get saved, you ought to throw them a party and just say, we're going to celebrate this, man. We're going to have, you know, it should be celebrated. Somebody turn from sin and turn to the Lord. Man, that's a, that's, they have a celebration in heaven. You know, we ought to have a little, we ought to have a little celebration down here when people get it right and, uh, and turn to the Lord. But we don't rejoice in iniquity, but we do rejoice in the truth. And then verse seven, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things and endures all things. Um, bearing is, 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 is like carrying a burden and it says love, agape, biblical love. You're going to bear all things. At what point can you say, that's it. I'm turning. I'm taking love out. That's I, I don't at this point. You cross me too bad. I don't, I'm not going to love anymore. Do y'all know that there's no point that we can do that? Yeah, I know y'all looking funny. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it to Jesus real quick. At what point would Jesus say, I don't love you anymore? No point. None. Even after that, if the last thing you did that you weren't supposed to do, that you weren't supposed to do anyway, still, right? There's no point in which God says, the Bible actually says, what can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Height, death, principalities, powers, nothing separates you from the love of Christ. Um, he just loves you, period. And that's agape love. The, the love that God is loving you with is God is, I'm loving you, period. I'm just loving you. I'm chosen to love you. So God said, look, love suffers all. And that means that I got to I got to be willing to love in that kind of way where now it doesn't mean that, you know, I leave myself in a place to be damaged. If somebody's abusing you, uh, beating on you, do you stay there because love suffers all? So you suffering a beating? No, you get away from the beating. I need to still figure out a way to love with a God kind of love, but I'm not going to be in jeopardy. 
Uh, it's love, love, love is not stupid, y'all. Amen. So, it, but it suffers long. It's not. Um, it's not a. Uh, it's not looking to get out. It's not looking to. Uh, uh, to it's not looking for reasons to, to to withdraw love from someone. It, it suffers and it suffers long. We talked about that, but it bears all things. It's going to endure hardship. First Corinthians touches on how the city of Corinth was rampant with idolatry and immorality, not too different from cities of today. Does this mean that you run away and isolate yourself from the sinful world? No, but Paul's letter did communicate that as a Christian, it's important to live a life that's upright and pure before God, even in the midst of a dark and sinful world. When the pressure is great, your opportunity to contrast the dark with light can be even greater. How does one do this with all the influences pressing in? Keep looking to the Word of God for direction in all things. If you're seeking some assistance with where to read, we have a helpful Bible reading plan on our website. This can be a useful guide to help you explore the Word on a daily basis. Look on our website, CalvaryInglewood.org. Thank you for tuning in today to A Transforming Word. Next time, Pastor Bill will continue teaching through 1 Corinthians. Before we go, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting this ministry financially. Any amount is appreciated. These teachings are broadcast on the radio and help spread the good news of the gospel. That's a powerful thing. If you'd like to find out more about how to support A Transforming Word, go to CalvaryInglewood.org or donate through our app. We're so thankful for your support and more than anything, we hope this ministry has been and continues to be a blessing to you. We look forward to joining Pastor Bill again next time right here on A Transforming Word. Transforming Word